This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I think such a big deal conversation that we need to have here this morning. We we say we have a relationship with God, but sometimes we don't really have a real relationship. We call it a relationship with God. It doesn't really have the the nuances of a relationship at all. You know, we're not honest necessarily with God. We we say what we think are the right things to say and we act in the right way and we actually really are just being more religious than relational. What do you think? Brad, you know, you, I think you, you, you're touching on something so important there. I mean, let's think for a moment. What would be the characteristics of a true relationship with someone? Um, you know, if I think about my relationship with Megan, um, it's, you know, it's taken years to get to a place where there is absolute honesty, mm. uh, a deep measure of trust, where there is the ability for us to, to live together, even in the knowledge of our inadequacies, my inadequacies, you know, the, the things that, that she knows that I can do and cannot do. Mm. Uh, you know, sometimes even those that irritations that, that married couples have. Yeah. And there, there's something about a, a relationship that, that matures and deepens in that way where in spite of all of those things, you, you can still be truthful and honest and loving and open and vulnerable with one another. And that, that's been the thing that's actually been on my mind over the last week. You know, um, I read that, that little passage uh, that that comes uh, from from uh, Paul's uh, oh goodness now I've lost it here. That's the problem with working with a, a, a bar on your phone. Yes, <laughs> is that the moment you try and open it, it's it's resetting itself. But um, yeah, this, uh, there we go. I've got it back. Matthew chapter fifteen verse eight, mm. where it says, "These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts." Are far from me now. What struck me with that, Brad, when I, I read it was that uh, you know if I think about it, I've also honoured God with my lips. I've said, Lord, I love you. Mm. I've testified to God's goodness. I've I declare God's might and power over all of creation and history. But sometimes that hasn't been what I felt in my heart. Perhaps mm. I've I've still lived with a little bit of fear. I've wa- worried. Can I trust God? Is God really present? Uh, to to me is is God going to answer in the way in which I want God to answer? You know, if I if I manipulate God just a little bit, might God be willing to do things yeah. my way? Wow. So part of what I'm I'm wrestling with this week is is learning to say I want to be in such a deep loving relationship with God that that even though I I, I may not fully be able to comprehend how to do that, I, I want to have the freedom to to even say to the Lord, Lord. I, I really want to love you completely, but you know that there's some things that, that I still struggle with. There's some things that I'm working on, but I don't want to hide those from you. I don't want to be untruthful. So, Brad, let me just end by saying one yeah. thing. I, I thought for a, quite a bit this week about why it is that I've lied in my life. Why, why have I lied? And, and, I, and I think that there are two major reasons. So one is whenever I've told lies, it's been so that I can exercise power and control either over a situation or over a narrative or over perceptions of who I am. And, and at the end of the day, that, that's so problematic because mm-hmm. it means that you then get caught into that lie. The other reason why I've lied is often because of fear, uh, particularly when I was much younger. You know, if I broke something or lost something, you'd be afraid to tell the person the truth about what happened out of fear for how they might treat you or react. 
Now think about it. When it comes to God, neither of those reasons is necessary. God already knows us exactly as we are and loves us completely. And the scriptures tell us we have nothing to fear. In fact, the only thing we have to fear is not confessing the truth to God. Uh, Because we are told if we confess the truth to God, God will forgive us our sins, free us, and restore us in love. So, Brad, that's my journey this week, and and I really want to invite our listeners. Think with me about this, and maybe it's relevant for you too. Yeah, beautiful. Um, um, I couldn't help but think, as you were talking now, is this idea of trying to almost um, appear before God as if we have everything under control. We forget that He knows everything. We want to be the strong one in the relationship. We want to act almost some of the time as if we've got everything together. Uh, God, you know, I can and I've got this. And when we come sort of broken before God, it happens, I suppose, when we're in the worst time of our lives or we're experiencing something really difficult. But for the most part, I think we do. It could, maybe I'm, I'm hopelessly wrong here, but it feels like we want God to see that we're in control. We're okay with what's going on and we've got everything under control, like as if God now can be uh, fooled. And Brad, I mean, how silly is that? When I think about it, you know, if, if you're a six-year-old and, you know, you've, <laughs> you've flushed your, your mom's car keys down the toilet, the best thing you can do is say, hey, you know, I've made this mistake and let's, let's figure out how to solve it together. So that, that sort of perception of control, yeah. I think, is something that we really need even to get honest with ourselves about and say, Lord, we know ultimately you're in control. And this is the core of, of what, what I'm, I'm really trying to get to today. The kind of control that God exercises is always loving control, and it's always in our best interest for our good. So grateful that we could hang out with you and spend some quality time with you, Professor Dion Foster. Before we go, just many congratulations to your lovely Megan. Um, I see there's another doctor in the house. Hey, Brad, I'm so proud of Megan. Yes, she successfully defended her PhD in education uh, policy studies this week. Oh, man. It, I was so proud of her. She had such a great defense, you know, and you yeah. hold your heart in your hands, you Aww. know, because this is not one of your students, this is your wife. But yeah, <laughs> all week I've been calling her Dr. Darling, and the kids have been calling her Dr. Mom. So Cute. We're, we're so grateful. <laughs> Dr. Darling, that sounds fantastic. So much love. Uh, much appreciation, and thanks to you this morning, Dion, for your time, and may you have a wonderful day. You too, my friend. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.